Welcome to the Strongstown United Methodist Church. Join us for worship each Sunday morning at 11. Here's this week's message. It's got a paper that we're going to be using after a while, so don't get excited about it. Scripture reading today comes from Isaiah 42, 1-9, and then Matthew 3, 13-17. Beginning with Isaiah. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one, in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will bring justice to the nation. He will not shout or cry out, or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his law, the islands will put their hope. In his law, the islands will put their hope. That is what God, the Lord, says. He who created the heavens and stretches them out, who spreads out the earth and all that comes out of it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hands. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles. To open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols. See, the former things have taken place, and new things I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. And from Matthew 3. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, It is to be so. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As we look at the scripture of Isaiah, Isaiah really amazes me. I think I told someone a while back, when we get to heaven, I know the first person we all want to see is Jesus Christ, right? We want to see him face to face. But I think I'd like to get to meet Isaiah and have a conference with him. Because it amazes me. So many things that he has written. I mean, I know he's not the only prophet. There's others. But he has so many things that are right on the money. He starts out by talking about my servant, my chosen one. We know that he's talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the chosen one who was sent to the earth to spend time as a human being amongst the people. Can you imagine if you would have lived in that time and had that opportunity to spend with Christ, to talk with him, 
to walk with him, to learn with him. It amazes me. Isaiah, hundreds of years before Jesus even come, talks about Jesus Christ, the chosen one. And the spirit that was put upon him at his baptism, which we'll talk about further here a little shortly. At his baptism, we know that the spirit was put upon Jesus Christ. And it says he will bring the one to bring justice to the nations. We know that we look forward I think there's some justice that's been brought, but I, I think we still need to look forward to that second coming when the justice will really be that we know about it. But he says that he will, he will not shout or cry. And when we think about think about the moment when he was on the cross. He could have shouted to them how cruel they was and how unright they were and all the things that they did. But he never did that. He didn't accuse them. He actually said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He didn't cry out about all the pain he had, because he was Christ. He was Christ. It says that he didn't raise his voice in the streets. He wouldn't bruise a reed. He wouldn't smolder out a wick. He would not falter or be discouraged. And I think that's something that we need to think about. We get discouraged. I don't know about you, but I'm sure every one of us has a time in our lives that we get discouraged because of all that's going on around us. But Jesus, despite all the evil and the wicked that was around him, did not get discouraged. But I pray that we learn to encourage one another. Encourage one another. He said he established justice on earth his law, the islands will put their hope. And I had to study that. It says about the islands that was along the Mediterranean where the Israelites had been captured and taken to those islands that the Israelites would find their justice and find Jesus Christ. So I'm going to say that, that what God the Lord says, he who created the heavens, we know that Jesus Christ was, was with God. That the Trinity the Trinity was and always will be, has always been forever. They didn't realize, I don't believe, that the Trinity was something that always was. I believe even in Isaiah's time, he probably had a problem realizing that it was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But we know today, and we have proof of that, which I'm going to be showing you in a little while here. But it says that, that he spread out his love across the earth. He took care of the people. And, and I love the line here where it says, I am the Lord. That is my name. Remember the scripture where Jesus himself said, I am. And God said to Moses, I am. So we know that he has multiple names. In fact, I read somewhere that he has over a hundred names that we can call God. But we know that he is. And he is the one that released, the, and made, it said, opens the eyes of the blind, freed the captives from prison, gave sight in the darkness. If you think about all the things that Isaiah is writing here, we know, because we're after the cross, we know that all this stuff happened. We know how true and right Isaiah was in his prophecy. He goes on to close with saying, the former things have taken place. 
and new things I declare before the spring, before they spring into being, I announce them to you. And I believe God does announce to us what's going on. I believe we can see it around us. We can see that we're in a time that there's so many problems around us that I would like to believe that we're in the last days. And I pray that we think about that and that we live our lives accordingly. He talks about the word righteousness, and I, I want to say just a little something about that. Sometimes we see some of these big words, and if you're like me, I don't like big words. I'm terrible with them. But we know that just the word righteousness means that we are right with God. We are right with God. And we know Jesus Christ was righteous. And we know that as servants of God, we should be right with him. So think about those words. I want you to really think about this scripture that comes from Matthew about the baptism of Jesus Christ. Now imagine that John, we know the story of John. We know John was baptizing the people. John was before Jesus Christ, the forerunner for him. And if you notice, there's not a lot written at this point in the book of Matthew about Jesus other than his birth, about his going to Egypt, about... Um, his returning to Bethlehem. Uh, the story is in there about the three kings, the wise men. But there's not a lot about Jesus Christ. And now we're talking about almost 30 years later. Almost 30 years, because it's believed that Jesus would have been 30 years old when John baptized him. Now John is baptizing the peoples. They're coming out to the Jordan River. And can you imagine when John looks up as he's baptizing these people and sees Jesus coming to him, and John says, you should be the one baptizing me. But Jesus says, let it be, you should be the one, let it be now, because it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus was a person of no sin, no sin, but he took on all of our sins. Sins of the past, the present, and the future. Think about that. He took on the sins from the time of beginning, clear through the time of ending. He took that all on himself for each one of us. And he was baptized by John. He got John to consent. It says he got John to consent finally. Can you imagine how John was feeling? Can you imagine what was going through John's mind? But notice if you, if you look at your scripture from 15 where it talks about him talking John into baptizing him till 16 when Jesus says is baptized and comes out of the water. What happens? Now I want you to use your imagination a little bit here. I want you to think about what did John say? What did John do? When John took Jesus into the water and he dumped him into that water, I can imagine that it was a full immersion. How many of you have been fortunate enough to have a full immersion in your life? I, I think it's an important thing personally, right? Yeah. You remember that more than you do a sprinkling or you remember that more than... How about a baby that's being baptized? They don't remember it. A full immersion. I was immersed in and the Yakagini Dam, if anybody knows where that's at. <laughs> but I remember that. I remember that moment. I don't necessarily remember that date or that time, but 
I remember that moment. And can you remember what happened to you? And think about what happened to Jesus Christ. It doesn't say that John said, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, does it? <laughs> I can't imagine what John thought. I can't imagine that John even said any words. Think about it. He wouldn't have needed to. John would not have needed to spoke. We have our rituals and we have our, our little sayings that we do, just like the reaffirmation that I passed out to you that I would like to do today. Because I want us to remember our baptism. We should do that on a regular basis. I think we should try to do that probably once or twice a year minimum as, as a congregation. But think about, think about when John took Jesus into that water. And when John said, hold your nose, I'm going to tilt you over backwards and dunk you in the water. I can imagine there was no word spoken. I can imagine that Jesus And if you read the next line, it says that when Jesus was baptized, he came up out of the water. At that moment, heaven opened. Heaven opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, lighting on him. The Spirit, keep that in mind, the Spirit. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Jesus Christ, the Son, was in the water. The Spirit, the Spirit came out of heaven like a dove. And the Heavenly Father spoke, I am well pleased. And I believe that every one of our baptism, I hope I can say I can be a part of that, I believe God said, I am well pleased. I am well pleased that you were willing to go to that water, that you were willing to be baptized. And I want you to think about some of the words we're going to read that's on that paper of what our baptism means to us makes us a righteous people, makes us right with God. Think about that. We are now children of God, brothers and sisters with Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters. That's amazing when you think about it, isn't it? Amazing. So I want you to think about what do you think happened when Jesus was in that water? Can you imagine when he came out of that water? How did it look when the heavens opened? How did it sound when Christ, when God, excuse me, God the Father said, This is my son. I am well pleased. And I truly believe God the Father said that for every one of us. And I want you to think about that today because we're going to go through a reaffirmation of our baptism. So think about your baptism. And if there's anybody here that hasn't been baptized, I hope you'll tell me, you'll talk to me about going it. Because I think it's something that will make each one of us remember. Remember Christ as our Lord and our Savior. Amen? Amen. Let's skip a prayer now and we'll do it with the...